So uh, the city of Calgary is venturing back down the road again in terms of getting a new um, event center slash arena built in that city. And I'm on the record pretty loudly and clearly as saying get it done. I, th- I you know, and I, I I know all the arguments against it and and all the rest, but I think. Um, hockey and you know what beyond the hockey just having an arena like that is is important to the city so um, as I said this week though provincial funding sort of crosses a line for me I don't think that can happen but anyway uh, let's talk with somebody who really knows the ins and outs of getting an arena like this built within the province of Alberta we're going to chat now with Stephen Mandel he was mayor of Edmonton from 2004 to 2013 and was mayor who was on council leading council and putting together the Edmonton arena deal Uh, Mr. Mandel thanks for uh, joining us it's been a while it's nice to chat to you again it's nice to talk to you as well how's life good yeah not bad pretty good how about you how's the family everybody all right Everybody's good. You know, life goes on. Life goes on. <laughs> uh, let's go back in time a bit here to uh, when you were mayor and you were working with the Cates Group and the back and forth and the stop and the start and the on again, off again. When you think back to getting that arena deal across the finish line, is it nightmare fuel for you or is it a point of pride in saying, you know what, we did it? Well, obviously it's a point of pride. I mean, you look at what's there today. It's a gorgeous arena that that is one of the real... Um, positive things for downtown and then afterwards you know mr cates invested you know billions of dollars into downtown so you know the the whole concept of it is has been uh, very effective at, at meeting the needs of what we set out when we when we put the deal together um so um it's a great sense of pride for myself and I hope many edmontonians enjoy it not everybody can afford to go to the arena but yeah. I, I don't go either but uh it's still a great sense of pride of, of us having a facility that uh, can retain a, a hockey team here that will allow them to be be successful. Now, you talk about something, and I was going to bring it up later, but since you've raised it, because the argument comes in immediately when we start talking about this, and you heard it, why are we building something for billionaires to employ millionaires to play a game? I can't afford to go. Who cares? They can build their own arena. That's an argument that comes up immediately. Um sure. How, how do you answer that? I guess it, it means it means more than that to the city, right? Yeah, I, I think that people, and, and I, I fully understand the argument. We heard it a lot that uh, you know he's got lots of money, and these guys are millionaire hockey players. Let them pay for the bloody thing. But the reality is that's not how the world works in Canada. Most arenas have been, uh, to a certain extent, um, funded by some form of government support, and those who haven't been went broke, and then they have, then they were bought again and, and refunded and refinanced in a variety of ways. But you, you look at what the Oilers mean to the city of Edmonton, to the Flames, to Calgary. Yeah. Tell me one thing that is more important to our cities as far as an entity goes. I mean, obviously, University of Alberta or our heart centers, et cetera, et cetera, vitally important. But to a quality of life, um, how many people uh, will be out celebrating the Oilers' 6-5 win last night? People have to put in perspective that what are, what are the requirements in order to build a good city. And whether we like it or not, um, there's leverage for those who own the team. And uh, we found we found a common ground in which Mr. Cates paid his share, paid a reasonable share. We paid a reasonable share from new money generated from the facility, and it was built. Um, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't an easy process. It wasn't uh, one that um, <clears throat> one that was when it happened overnight, but it did. Yeah. And I, I'm, I've been told very proud of facilities, but, you know, there's a chance we could have lost the hockey team. And I'm, people will argue they wouldn't have gone, but... Uh, and then if they would have gone, we would have had to build a new arena in order to get a hockey team here because uh, the old um, Northlands facility was old, decrepit, and falling apart. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. You mentioned um, 
it, it, it at times didn't seem like it was going to happen. And we know what happened in Calgary already. They apparently had a deal or very close to having a deal, fell apart. Now they're starting again. Is that to be expected if you were chatting with Mayor Jody Gondek or somebody else in Calgary about this and say, hey, you know what? It's not going to be smooth sailing. There's going to be ups and downs. Is that sort of the experience you'd share with them? Absolutely. People have to remember that there's, you know, there's there's two parties and you've got one person like let's say in our case, the Cates group are going to sign a 30, flat, 30 plus year lease. Yeah. And they have to look down that road, have to look at what that's going to mean to them in a financial way and how that's going to work. And then there's a city, how do we can protect our citizens so that we're not subsidizing this in any way or form over that period of time. So there's different, different perspectives and different ways of looking at it. You have to try to solve both the, both concerns. And I, I think originally when uh, in Calgary, you know, they thought they had a deal, but then they looked at what the costs were going to be and they weren't going to meet the needs. Um, and so, um, you know, they, they stayed away from the table. Now, in our case, uh, we felt the deal we presented to Mr. Cates was fair and reasonable. But when they left the table, um, we waited and then they came back because our deal was reasonable. I don't know what the Calgary deal is. I um, um, I, I know that we, we had a four-part deal um, and, you know, if different groups would pay for it. Now, the one part, uh, which was the province never bothered to come to the table um, because they, uh, they had this... Um, um, perverse way of looking at uh, of what needs are of, of our city while well, across the country um you know people governments put money into stadiums across the way. how do you think bmo field got built in in in, uh, in uh, toronto or mm-hmm. other fields where money was given by the by the federal or provincial governments that on the auspices of oh we're having some games come here so we're going to give you money right and there's a professional team that's a bunch of crap you know it's a bunch of crap at all i mean they're just an excuse um, the Oilers or and or the Flames are vitally important to to our cities and to the citizens. I mean, I don't you know. I open the newspaper today and be any article, but much else. But the Edmonton Six Five win. No, you're I mean, right. And so let's face the reality and then help. Now I understand the challenge with people saying, "Oh, those those bloody blankety 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 yeah, billionaires," yeah. but that's not solving the problem. Let's find a way to solve the problem. Um, interesting development this week with Danielle Smith appointing Rick McIver as sort of a point person to lend support. We don't know exactly what that means or what it looks like. Tell us about the relationship you had with the province. You went many times to the province and said, hey, help us out. Uh, Alison Redford at the time said, yeah, no, not going to happen. We're not writing a check for it. That's not true you. at all. No, no, that's not true at what all. What did she the money say? was in the budget. Alison Redford said yes, and the money was in the budget. Okay. And then, then what happened was we were supposed to... It, it was put in the budget in, in the form of a $50 million allocation um, for cooperation, regional cooperation. Okay, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't directly for the arena. I mean, there was the grant for the regional wow. cooperation. There was the MSI funding. So they said, no. you, you're welcome to use it if you want. Do I have it wrong? No, no, no. The, the, the $50 million was put in directly for only Edmonton could use it, and it was supposed to be used for the arena. Okay, gotcha. Okay. We could have used it, we could have used it for something else, but MSI money was not going to be allocated to... Uh, um, to to the arena, the, the council had said that, but they had they tried to find a way um, to do it with you know, but you couldn't do through the back door, front door. They're doing through the back door, which was right, which was putting money into the the budget, which was to cover regional cooperation. So I mean, it's it was you know okay. We what do we care? We just wanted we sure. wanted the money. Money the money has no color. Give us the money, and we need that. And then some ha- something happened. I think that somebody asked her during a speech about what to do, and then she said, "Well, I'm not going to support any arena." And then. And then it ended up um, disappearing. So, um, 
Gotcha. Anyway. Okay. Um, outside of the money, the, the, having Rick McIver appointed a point person, he's going to sort of be supportive. He's going to lend an ear, doesn't have a say, but he wants to be part of the process. Uh, do you see that as a good thing? I mean, how, what role could the province play in all of this? Well, I think it's a great, a great, a great, uh, opportunity. Uh, Rick's a great guy. I applaud the province for wanting to do this. Um, Calgary needs a new facility. Um, they can sit back and, and do nothing like they did when we were there and have the city fight like hell in order to get an arena built. And while I think Calgary is, Calgary's in desperate need of a facility. The Saddleham was old, decrepit. Um, and, and I would hope that, uh, they could find a way to, to build a new facility. It's a great city and they should have that opportunity. But, and there's no buts beyond this, that if they get 500 bucks, we deserve 500 bucks. If they get 500 million bucks, we deserve 500 million bucks. Right. There should not be a one of. And I would hope that the premier would uh, would find a balance. Edmonton usually gets, I'm not sure using the word, but there's a, a different word that can happen to people. We usually get it in Edmonton. So um, I would hope in this instance that uh, the premier Smith would see there's a um, an opportunity to help Calgary, but also to repay Edmonton for, uh, um, for the effort they made. And so there's a formula. There's a simple formula of 25, 25, 25, and 25. Owner pays 25. City pays 25, ticket pays 25, and the province pays 25%. And that, uh, and that would be a reasonable way in order to, to make it work. Um, one of the criticisms that uh, I might have, and I know a lot of our listeners do, and there are texting in right now, and I'm wondering how you feel about it. It seems to me, I, I understand some concessions had to be made to make this deal work. So, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I don't want to be sniping yeah, at you. Sure. Uh, what happened with Northlands? Did you give up too much? And is that something that Calgary needs to be cognizant of? You know, you, you can't throw in everything. No, but, you know, something we tried to work with Northlands to come up with uh, some solutions. And we had several meetings with the people in charge of Northlands. And, uh, and you know, people aren't going to like what I'm saying. But the fact was we made some suggestions about what could be done and how we believe that funding might be available through a variety of sources to make some change in our plans, which could uh, make it effective. I mean, um, but they felt that they had enough cards or whatever reason that um, they didn't have to agree with what we'd suggested or come up with any other ideas to come up with a compromise between themselves and the case group um, that would uh, face the realities of what was happening. Case group wanted to run the arena. They wanted the revenue from the arena. They're going to pay their share for the arena. Um, Northlands didn't have any money to pay for the arena. They were going to have to go to government to pay for yeah. whatever share they had. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they couldn't be a player because you had no money. You couldn't come to the table. And so they had an opportunity to make some dramatic changes, which could have, I think, been an incredibly effective uh, help. For example, let's find a way to so – they should have kept horse racing, which I don't want to get into that battle. But at the time, they could take and move that uh, their, their stands around the other side so it's attached to the current Northlands place. So yeah, when you have yeah. events – you have all these potential people coming into the um, coming in the casinos. It would have been a great a great uh, a match. There could have been other things that could have been done that we suggested, but nobody wanted to hear it. I'm not blaming Northlands at all. I mean, everybody was passionate and and whatever they wanted to be during that time. But solutions, um, um, we suggested solutions, but nobody liked them. It sounds to me uh, like the bottom line here is, and my take on it is. Okay, you're going to get this. This is important. This is important to the overall makeup of the city. You need to just understand how vital this is, not just hockey, but having the facility and all the all the good things that go with it. And it's going to cost you some 
concessions. You're not going to get everything. There are no perfect deals, right? So it's going to take compromise on both sides. And if that happens, ultimately it gets done. And, and that's exactly true, Shay. The, you know, as an example, and I'm not trying to compare, it's bad, but you're going to build a new um, um, recreation center in the west end of the city, which is vitally needed. That's yeah, 200 million bucks. Yeah, it's 200 million bucks. Well, I mean, how many people use that, that versus how many people want to um, go to Oilers games, go to concerts, or have the Oilers in Edmonton? I mean, let's look at the value of what that goods are. Yeah. The recreation center is vitally important. But so is the Oilers and to who Edmonton is. I mean, look at Winnipeg and in uh, Quebec City when they lost their teams. And, you know, Winnipeg got one back because of various circumstances. But the fact is, you lose one, you don't get it back so quick. And, you know, I did not want to be the mayor that lost, <laughs> that lost the Oilers. God in heaven, that would have been a disaster. So um, we need to put it in perspective that this is what we need to do in order to have this. It generates a tremendous amount of revenue for the city. Um, it makes, you know, downtown restaurants are full yep. um, when uh, when the games are on, when concerts are on. But with the, let's just sit for a second. Look at how bad downtown is right now. Mm-hmm. You're um, so right. Take take away uh, the arena and all the cases built there. My God. It's a wasteland. It's, it's a wasteland. wasteland. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely a wasteland. So, I mean, I, I, I have great, great pride in, in what, what we accomplished and uh um, and you know, I, I, you know, Mr. Cates invested billions of dollars in the cities. Our deal with has been tremendous when it comes to how it's fallen out. So, uh, um, citizens have paid very little, if anything, and um, um, we've been, um, uh, I think, very lucky because of Cates' commitment. So, I mean, I think everybody won in this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, many people say, you know, you're full of CRAP, you know, but the fact is, is that. Uh, um, I would love to sit down and debate anybody that the benefits of this um, were, were tremendous. And I hope Calgary gets it. You know, Calgary's a great city, and I hope that the, the mayor and Rick McIver and the premier can come to some agreement as to some formula with, uh, with uh, what, what they can, and how they can build their arena. But at the same time, they must consider reimbursing Edmonton for uh, the costs we've incurred at the same level that Calgary should Calgary receive. Yeah, if money comes forward, I think you're right. That's going to be a major, major issue. Uh, Mr. Mandel, thank you so much for your time. Always a delight. I appreciate you joining us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.